Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess and your coach, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figure Chick 911. Today is Sunday. It's already the 6th of January. Can you believe it? Happy Sunday to you, but man, this year is flying by already. We're already six days in. And today, I thought what we could do is open up a little bit more of, uh, uh, maybe not open up, you know what? We're going to tailor our podcast, customize it, specialize it um, more for our ladies who are listening. I host a women's coaching group. Uh, It's called Women of Strength. And in that community, I, let me start over again. I started a coaching group for women because I found that, and ladies, maybe you can identify with this, gentlemen, if you you know have a woman in your life, see if this doesn't hit home. This is not, this is a, not a statement meant to garnish sympathy, but let's face it, like women do a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> like. Today, there I, be, I believe there's more working women than not. There's more, you know, probably family women than not, and they have both responsibilities. And the way that a woman has been designed, I truly believe, is to be very others-centric. And obviously more, um, we're always categorized as being the weaker vessel, like in comparison to men, not that we can't hold our own or, or, you know, do things. It has nothing to do with ability or, or necessarily like position in, you know, society. It's that we have that gift and that special design of being softer and more compassionate. The, the things that come from having estrogen in your body. Whereas men, and again, this is not like men are hard-hearted or, you know, bad people. They're designed differently because you guys, if you're listening, or men, you're the men in your lives or men around you, they have testosterone. And testosterone is the hormone of domination. And the balance of those two is very unique because where the man is very, very, the man was ultimately from the beginnings, you know, more of the, the hunter, right? He would go out and, and get stuff to, to feed and provide for his family. And the women were more communal and taking care of the home site. And with the men, obviously being, you know, from back then, you know, the stronger force as things have developed over time, I believe, and this is how I feel about men, is I, I really come to rely on their steadfastness, that men are very, very clear in their decision-making processes. And I know a lot of times they get overwhelmed because they're trying, just like we're trying to balance so many different things, I also see men do that as well. And there are men who are gifted with the heart of also being a servant. And I saw this a lot when I was working in emergency medical services, when I was working with firefighters and medics, and even to a large extent, uh, individuals who work within law enforcement. Like it's a, it's a different, <laughs> and you might be like, what, they're a bunch of assholes. But I, I want you to, to take away social stigma and think about the nature. And we see this in our military people too. Like they're given a heart to serve and protect. I mean, when you're looking at that, that aspect, and that's just one, you know, one example of it, they're very other centric. And we also see that with individuals who are teachers or educators or coaches, like they're other centric and they're there and serving and so are women. What I noticed between the difference between men and women is that men have a much easier time drawing the line in the sand with refusing to, 
I, I guess, give more or do more. They have, they have much, their mind is just designed differently. Whereas women, we have this thing called guilt. (laughs) I don't know if if it was just, you know, Catholic upbringing or, or exactly what happened there, but you're always feeling bad. Like you just like, there's more that you could do. And and I I notice with women, and again, myself, I I come from a a medical healthcare background is very much the same way. And it, it, for women, it often works to your detriment when you continue to give not so I want to be clear, you never give with the intention to receive, but when you're giving beyond your means, and especially if I can speak to my single women, that when you give, and giving can be in any capacity, in any resource that you have, whether it's time, money, or anything, when you give beyond your means, and you put yourself in a, a compromised or vulnerable position, and I know that, you know, God, having faith when you're giving is a completely different topic. Today we're going to be talking about giving, um, but making sure that your vessel remains full. Okay, we've all heard the saying like you can't pour from an empty vessel. And that was actually one of the reasons, getting back to the intro of this podcast, that was one of the reasons why I started this coaching group for women. Because in my travels, whether this was personally or professionally, and this is healthcare, this is even, I have a part-time job at Crate and Barrel, and I come in contact with a lot of women from all different walks of life, full-time, stay-at-home moms, homemakers, they still give a lot of themselves. They're 100% dedicated to their home life. I see professionals who come through that space and I deal with, you know, all, so it's not just like one demographic or another, like people come from all different neighborhoods, all different socioeconomic levels, like it's been such a wonderful experience working there, but when you look at women collectively, you know, how many places do we actually have to go where we're poured into? And I noticed it just like how how easy it is for for women to become dried out, if you would, for lack of a, of a better analogy. And, you know, it, it can be rough when you don't have perhaps a close circle of friends. And I see this, you know, with some new parents where things are getting super, super busy and sometimes you tend to become very focused in on your day-to-day operations at home and you lose contact with your friends. And so you're the one that's running the ship at home and you're just trying to get from point A to point B and you're just trying to survive the day and, you know, you're like hassled and and frazzled and, and it just, sometimes you get caught up in this loophole and then there's more laundry and then this one's complaining and then you know you go to school and then this other mom just starts a bunch of crap and it's like you have nothing to infuse yourself with does that make sense and you just get caught up and you forget like you forget sometimes that you're a woman you're just operating like robot mode and it's like do my hair like what thank god for baseball hats you know (laughs) there's that and then you know there's just there's different responsibilities and then if you have a significant other you're extending yourself out in that direction and you're always looking to be one step ahead so that that's how caring that's what you do when you care for other people right like it's not just like last minute you know just kind of like throw shit at people like you're always one step ahead of the game and you're you're thinking okay you know what my kids come home at this particular time do we have food for them or you know where are they going to go after school or right and then the more busy and the more stress you have at home, especially if there's financial stress at home, the more responsibility gets thwarted onto your kids. But then you're, once you, you know, 
put off, you know, like maybe household chores or whatever on those children, then you're usually able to up, you know, whatever levels of production you're doing to bring in more income, but then that actually places more stress on you because you still are responsible for all of the things that are happening or not happening within the household. Does that, I mean, is that ringing a bell with somebody? Like, it's never ending. Like, you're just going and going, and then if you have parents who are getting up in their years, like, now there's that, and you're worried about that, and you're trying to think where we're going to put them, and, like, the way that a woman is, is nonstop. I mean, they always say, like, if you were to open up a woman's brain and, like, look at what's going on in there, it would be the equivalent of having, like, 24 different browser tabs open on your on your computer all going at the same time. And when I started coaching women, it started actually on a nutritional front. And to tell you a little bit more backstory about how we got to this awesome place. Now, I started coaching women nutritionally. This is this is so funny. Let me even back up further than that. So I was actually working in educational capacity with firefighters and paramedics. And it was through that capacity that I was developing public speaking skills and was invited to come speak at different conferences as it pertained to like firefighter health um, and cardiovascular disease. And because of that level of exposure, I was in front of fire chiefs and just like thousands of of firefighters over the course of the years, all of whom started, or not all, a lot of whom started referring their wives to me for health and fitness purposes. So when I started coaching, I did not have a system All I knew was how to do stuff. Like I knew this is what you need to be eating. This is how you need to be working out. And when I started coaching these women who were just stepping into at the time, it was just straight up like either nutrition coaching, um, exercise wasn't even a part of it yet. What happened was these ladies, excuse me, their eating habits started getting worse than what they were before we ever started coaching together. And I was so frustrated with this that I quit I was like this f this it's Sunday I know I just said that I was just like forget it I I am not I rather coach men at least men are like yes I'm doing this or no I'm not there's no excuses and it you know what I'm not dealing with this stuff so time was going on time was going on and I started getting um more involved in learning about business and you know how do you improve products and services and when I was when I was speaking at the front of the room I still passed out evaluations and what I found in getting those evaluations is that they were not very specific like I don't know if the guys felt bad that they were going to hurt my feelings but it was like they put zero effort in they just always circled like yeah she did the best blah 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 blah, highest scores but I never walked away like with tangible constructive criticism okay because I think when you're speaking or you're coaching or teaching you want to be sure that you're hitting points that resonate with your audience or your people your network whoever it is that you're communicating with right like that's that's how I'm designed like is this is okay it's not is the information good but is it connecting with you and so I started asking for more specific feedback from them and started going to different fire departments and obviously sitting in front of different individuals and usually the higher up the ranks you go the more verbal the guys get so I started presenting in front of different fire chief organizations and it was at that level I think it was for the Illinois Fire Chiefs Association there was this giant symposium where one of the fire chiefs came up to me who I had never met before I had actually taught at his fire department but he came up to me afterwards and I was kind of intimidated by him because he ran like he has since retired and now he's he's a chief somewhere else but he built like this freaking empire of I mean he he did it he had great staff like he's that chief and he's like a big guy and when you look at him he, he kind of looks like he's mad and like, I was like one of the only women in the room too like totally like new in this environment 
And so when he came over, I wasn't sure what to expect from him, but he looked at me in the eyes and he told me, he said, I just want you to know that the way that you communicate with us is so spot on. You have a gift. And would people tell me that I have a gift? Like, I feel like I'm obligated to develop it. That's how this whole thing started. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, he's not mad. He's not like, <laughs> and he's like the nicest guy ever. And so through like a series of things, you know, he became part of my network and I learned so much of him from him and how to, you know, introduce new topics and, and get better feedback. And so I applied those concepts actually to women. And I went back to the women that I first started coaching and was asking them questions like, you gotta tell me like, what happened here? Why did things go so bad? And it was just like letting the air out of a balloon. It was just like, well, I, you know, I had to get the kids and then, you know, there's my husband. And I was like, hold on, what? This has nothing to do with this, but in the mind of a woman, it does like over diversified. What I didn't realize is that my having worked in predominantly male environments and in the emergency room things are very like I come from emergency background as a nurse it, you're a woman down there there's a large amount of testosterone down in the emergency room as patients as your co-workers it's not ooey gooey down there it's very clear it's very decisive so what I found was I entered a training ground during all those years where my ability to make decisions was sharpened to like the nth degree where for me to go back and speak with a woman who's never been in those environments like how a woman's mind thinks it was very frustrating to me but there was still something pressing on me that I needed to go back I know now it was like the Holy Spirit it was like God telling me and I was just like I'm not doing that <laughs> I'd go back, I'd reattempt, and it was just, it, things were getting better and better and better, but it took me a longer time to understand. I think, and this is not meant to sound conceited, this is, it took me a long time to, I guess, realize how much I had grown, how much I had been trained, and then it was up to me to close the gap so I could provide a place for women who wanted to grow and wanted to get out of that insanity, it was up to me to make that place. So that was actually some of like the, the motivation behind opening up a coaching group for women. With that, I wanted to be sure that there was a strong faith backing. Um, simply, it's a part of me and I, I, I do not separate myself from it. I know that a lot of my women who are either new on their faith journey or kind of, you know, stepping, you know, around it or fully committed onto it have always said, there's, I don't feel like I have a community of strong faith-backed friends that it, it's, we just think differently. So I wanted to have that in there. But my challenge was once I mastered how to communicate with women and put structured programs together so to assist her in silencing that mental chatter and that's you know we do champion mindset coaching we you know i have like a, a whole structured goals program and we couple it with nutrition like we hit like all the different areas of your life the next step was when you are leading anything you're always the lid on the growth of your organization, your team, the people whom you're leading or whatever. So it was largely important for me to have every area, excuse me, of life, like who were we going to grow into? Because when I started then doing, I mean, this has been such a long, pro, uh, long project that we're going to get into infusing yourself. It was hard for me to look into the culture to see who would our role models be? Like if we were having women come from all different walks of life, not have it be like this Bible banging revival of, you know, angry, you know, women who judge one another. I wanted to have it a place of, of faith 
faith-backed women who fix each other's crowns. That's That was like the image that I had inside of my head. You know, women's empowerment, but not women's angry, controlling, resentment like some of the some of the sharp tones that we tend to see with women so I wanted to have a role model and if you've been listening to podcasts you know I've discussed this before I couldn't see in the Bible anybody for us to aspire to become I was looking at all right there's there's a bunch of women out in the world you know Princess Diana like I love She's just graceful, and I like, you know, Mother Teresa, and she's just so kind and loving, but man, that little woman, like, she had some fire behind her. Like, where would be, where would today's woman be who has all those responsibilities and she's a working woman? Like, I I didn't see who that person was, and I didn't read, I, I couldn't find one until I came across the woman who's found in one book of the Bible, it's Proverbs, it's Proverbs 31, she's called the Proverbs 31 woman, and I gotta tell you, I know it's Sunday, but this woman's like freaking kick-ass, like, she is a business owner, she's a wife, she's a mom, she's that woman, I mean, she's like, and she speaks with words of kindness and wisdom, so she doesn't even, it doesn't ever sound like she ever gets like too jazzed up about anything, like she's very other-centric, but she's got her SHIT together, and there is a compliment to her. I learned um, somewhere else in Proverbs, I can't remember the exact verse, but um, a friend of mine is doing a coaching, a, a gentleman friend of mine is doing a coaching um, on that aspect for men. But for women, you know, who is it that you're striving to actually become? Now, they... Uh, they don't sit there and say like, oh, the Proverbs 31, like, you know, does, she's not in the coaching group to infuse herself. Uh, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is today is there needed, there was this vacancy. There was no place that I could see where women were going to be infused spiritually, mentally, physically have that safe space unless you were involved with like a professional a professional organization like I see it a lot you know um, with women who they're in some sort of like uh, multi-level marketing company and they're they're promoting they're selling they're repping a particular product there tends to be like that close network there but larger than that if we weren't gonna niche into one particular company I just felt I just felt compelled to open up a coaching group for women and I've structured it so that I can still coach on an individual level. I want here's what I wanted. I wanted to make it like a a very very low barrier to entry. I feel super strong about women learning to invest in themselves. So when I was developing this coaching group, I thought, you know what, I should have it for free. But here's what I've learned in coaching women is that women's biggest drawback or holdback or weak point, if you would, is the more other-centric they are, the less they invest in themselves in any capacity, like workouts go to the back burner, uh, prepping meals for themselves goes to the back burner. Sometimes they'll even delay their hopes and their dreams or going back to school in order to do other things for other people, and that becomes a cycle. And so what you'll find is that when you coach and train with me, the level of intentionality that goes into all of our coachings and trainings is like ridiculous, but it's there on purpose because I have found by working with hundreds of women. I've worked with thousands of men and hundreds of women because it's taken me a while to get things kind of like dialed in and and what's going to be, you know, what's going to give the biggest, you know, bang for the buck for these women, you know, what's the what's the writing uh, voice that I need to be speaking in. It's been something that I've been working on um, for a number of years now. And finally, things are at a point where we're ready to, you know, 
from a business side, scale this out, but more importantly, invite more women in so that there's a place to be poured into because I know how incredibly dried out you can get as a woman when you're just trying to keep up with the day-to-day responsibilities and you have other people who are in your life who are important to you and you have friends and all number of things plus your professional responsibilities and like it's a no joke place and I know a lot of women who are just seeking peace peace and inspiration and positivity just like if you could picture soil you know how if you have a crop which is growing and you go and like the soil is so dry like the mud is like it's cracking and then you pour water on there and like the water like it just like doesn't even go in the soil it just like runs off because the, the ground is so dry That's how I found women can get. What do you need to do? You go and you just sprinkle a little bit of water on that area first, and that softens the ground. And then you can go back, and then you can, you know, thoroughly water it. And that's how people are. When people are just in, like, that operation mode of, like, robot mode and moving forward, and you're not used to being fed or infused or poured into like that initial sort of receival is can be it can be hard you're just not used to it you don't have the habits to even go to the place where you're being nourished so there's the way that we do things is to train new habits and so what we have is we have a private Facebook group where we have I consider it like your check-in place So when you wake up in the morning, one of the very most important things for you to do is to be a strong guardian about how you begin your day. And oftentimes when you wake up and all of a sudden you just like, like jam yourself waking up like, and then you like, you're looking at your phone and like you're texting and like life is a friendly, like that sets the tone for the rest of the day and working with women like you will find that you will become a lot more in your zone when you have a level of intentionality and a little bit of inspiration or positivity that actually begins your day so creating a check-in place on Facebook and I it's it's almost kind of contradictory because when I coach with individuals one-on-one I actually encourage people not to go to electronics first thing in the morning but part of how you connect with individuals and this is what I found is you can't change all of their habits at the same time for for women who are just like caught up like like I gotta be on Facebook like to train them to actually, and that's exactly what it is, it's training a new habit, training to check in to a place of positivity where you're being fed. You still get, you still get your, your immediate feedback, right? You get your, your burst of, of hormones and your feel-good hormones and your immediate gratification of being, you're feeding your addiction is really what you're doing while checking into Facebook. But we're beginning to sprinkle that soil, which is so incredibly dried out, by having you check in with the Facebook group first thing in the morning. And every day of the week is is different. Like, I try not to do motivational things because I find that unless you are disciplined, motivation gets you jacked up, but it doesn't it doesn't usually lend you towards taking action. Okay, disciplined individuals, it totally does. Like, it's like you're sparking your momentum and you already have a habit, you're going. But for individuals who are newer into taking action in any endeavor, it's usually that they're inspired by something. And that's what causes them to take action. So I try not to do a lot of motivational stuff. I will do women's empowerment things, you know, to to get you to step up into your own power. Sometimes it's just little, it's comical things. Sometimes it's a recipe. 
Um, so those are daily posts that we have. And then there's other training tips. Like every Tuesday, we've got a Tuesday training tip on there that you can apply towards any goal, whether it's health and fitness, it's how you manage your finances, your relationships, you know, the relationship with yourself, whatever. So every day is totally different. And then what we also have is, and this is, a, this is part of like a paid membership site. So the Facebook group is actually a private group and you get access to it by becoming a member of the Women of Strength group. And, you know, once a week we have an inspirational live stream. And sometimes it's a faith backing and other times it has to do with how, you know, your viewpoint, your perspective on things. You know, other times it has to do with, you know, advancing or moving your station. So that's part of it. And then there's also live yoga stream because I found like I've never met a woman who doesn't like yoga in my whole entire life like once she does it and you don't have to be like the human pretzel to get you know benefits out of yoga I've never met a woman I, you know what I've never met um, anybody who's ever been in one of my yoga classes like I've never met anybody who doesn't love it I that's you want to know something so funny as an aside I actually learned how to teach yoga by teaching it in the fire service. Like, it's so cool to me. Like, I knew that I was with those guys for a reason, and it was only for a season. And that was a number of years. So that season lasted a long period of time. But I learned actually how to teach yoga in a fire department not using any of the names of the poses like they know downward dog like that's pretty much standard actually a lot of the guys their wives were either yoga instructors themselves or tried to, they had done it when they did like p90x they had done yoga so they knew like downward dog and child's pose like that was pretty much it i did not use any of the crunchy names because i thought it's pretty damn impressive that firemen are actually coming to yoga like at the fire departments but imagine what it's like because in the fire stations themselves like they're still the alarms are going off so when I started teaching there I made a rule that you weren't allowed to come when you were on duty because I drop everybody into for them it was like tension tamer yoga like they flippin' needed it. So I was like, I never did like any power yoga or anything like that. I did tension tape with them and I would drop them into such a relaxed mode that when the alarms would go off and they'd have to jump up, like I didn't like what that did to their nervous system and their cardiovascular system. So I put a rule down, like you can't be in the class if you're on duty and you're going to have to go and leave. So I would make it at change of shift so the off going shift would come and it, it was I really really enjoyed it but it helped me become a type of yoga instructor where any person can come in and those guys will tell you like well if we can do it anybody can do it but what I mean is it's not like I know sometimes people become very intimidated because they don't know the poses they don't know the names of the poses it, it is like zero barrier to entry when you're taking our yoga classes and I learned how to teach it in an environment where there's alarms going off you can hear like um, on the intercom radio you know the intercom broadcast of you know crews who are out going on calls and I was able to keep everybody's attention so incredibly focused that now when I teach women whose minds are like like I'm able to get them clear-minded and focused in such a short period of time because obviously I'm not teaching in a fire station anymore usually the areas where we teach you know there's like way less distraction like <laughs> like right and so I'm so grateful for my time in the fire service because I honest to God like it was rough don't get me wrong like if you've ever <laughs> if you've ever tried to like I don't want to say lead I'm just gonna say like stand at the front of the room of anywhere from 10 to like 40 men who don't want to participate <laughs> I can't tell you how many freaking Hail Marys I used to say. Like, it was a rough go. And 
I'm grateful to them because there were several of them who would come forth and they would say, you know what, what you said on this point totally hit home. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what my wife is going through. And I just, I learned so much from them, life skills, and then how to take those skills, which were like ridiculously trained and sharpened during that time. And now I can come back and coach women. And it really, it's not frustrating for me anymore. So all that to say, like the working with women was a next level project that has been in my heart for a long period of time. I honestly didn't know how to do it and do it well, where women would feel like they were being poured into. And we're finally at that point. So holy cow, I mean, that's <laughs> like, it's taken a while and I'm so grateful to actually be here. So today, we are, and if you, oh my gosh, I should, silly me. If you would like to be a part of that. So we've got live stream yoga inside that Facebook group too. And then cool things which are coming down the pipeline. Um, so we do things, it's, it's all the F's I call it. It's, it's faith, food, fitness, fashion, family, friends, fun. Like we cover all of it. And, you know, we have options for just all different, like you can do so much cool stuff with technology. Just like, I, I can't even wait. Like, it's, I love it. And I love the women who are there. And I love the fact that women have this safe and loving and compassionate and joyful and fun environment to be in. They're developing a community amongst themselves and you know making new friendships and there's we have like one rule and one major rule is no gossip and i'm a, like i watch tight like everything that's going on there and it's not allowed in our group at all um you get one warning and if if you violate it you're actually out like i run it the exact same way that i run my business we there's no complaining and there's it's not a let's sit around and feel bad for one another like hand holding it's not that at all like it's i i established it so that it would have a very very clean and open energy field um there's still obviously elements of estrogen in there so there's a feminine feel to it by but by no means does it make you just want to like stay home and you know not do anything I that's how I would feel some I sometimes if I was around different women groups I would come away feeling tired like it was just it was too it was just too uh, pink I guess you could say <laughs> and I wanted to have it you know uplifting and infusing today's woman in, in all of her different facets so if you would like to be a part of that please um, you can actually find us um, go to our, how many podcasts have I said this? Highly undeveloped website. I got to fix that. All right. This week I'm fixing this stuff and, um, click on the fitness division. This is how it, so today's January, um, the 6th. We'll have this corrected in the next couple days, but for right now, you'll be able to find it through the fitness division and it will say women of strength membership site. And then it's a monthly um, recurrent payment. And then um, you'll get access to the Facebook group. And then as we go along, like you'll get instructions from me. I'll be in contact with you via email so that you have the benefits of coaching with me on a, a low price point, if you would, if you're at a place in your life or a station in your life where individual coaching right now is not, is not a reality for you. You haven't attracted that money to you yet, or like you're just literally in survival mode and you're just, you're at a point where you needed to be, you need to be sprinkled on, okay, before we actually like like turn on the floodgates of coaching for you okay so go ahead and do that and um we'll get you moving in the right direction we've got great content up there for you already um but for today let's get into the inspirational topic for today and, and that's what we're talking about we're talking about being poured into 
and as a woman, how incredibly important it is that, and I know we say this, like, all the time, like, I don't do anything for myself, like, I don't take, you know, I hear it nonstop, and I will tell you, when you are very other-centric, how incredible of a shift it takes like mindset wise for you to even think about doing anything different than your current mode of operation if you're not in the habit of of taking care of yourself if you're not in the habit of exercising or even like I consider yoga to be exercise but if you're not in the habit of doing that if you're not in the habit of eating nourishing food if you're just in the habit of eating scraps off the kids' plates or not even eating, okay? You're not in the habit of drinking water. You're not in the habit of purchasing a a good pair of shoes for yourself. I can't tell you how many women I see who complain about back pain, knee pain, shin pain, and I look down at their feet and they have not even, it's not even high heels. I'm talking just like regular flats or clogs that they're wearing they're like the shittiest shoes ever and they just put up with it and they just put it off and put it off and put it off no here's what I'm gonna tell you when I started coaching like for me and let me make this distinction like I embrace health and fitness and I have challenged I know there's not I don't always want to do it every day I honestly don't there's days I swear to you like I make the best gluten-free and allergen-free chocolate chip cookie pies you will ever eat like they're ooey and gooey they're like thick you need to eat them like with a freaking fork and knife they're so freaking good like there's days I just want to bake them and sit around and eat them like all day <laughs> like, no different than anybody else but it's learning and developing habits to do something new and actually care for yourself which means nourishing your body going to the gym doing yoga whatever it whatever it takes so that your vessel remains full like you only have one human body and I don't care how old you are when you're like ridiculously stressed and you're harried and running around like it shows up it shows up on your face it shows up in your skin it shows up with your hair it shows up with your nails it shows up with your moods it shows up in your energy field if you've ever been around any individual like you're not even you don't even talk to them yet like you walk into the room and you're just like oh my god like oh I don't want to be over there like like you want to go get like you're picking up on their vibes like that can happen when you are harried and rushed and you're not taking care of yourself okay but that's a habit and so one of the places like I wanted to find a place for us to have concrete teaching on how much giving is too much giving because I would see it actually in my own family like there's this holy like large degree of martyrdom and I knew that that didn't serve us well um, because again I came from a healthcare background and none of the women in my family were taking care of themselves and like I was mapping this out on my head like if they continue to do this like 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road where are these people going to go like these are the health problems that we have in our family like this kind of stuff was like plaguing me all the time but to cause course correction it did not go well when I started introducing new things and you know my family comes from a very strong Catholic background where martyrdom is actually just like it's highlighted and it's not that my family is bad it's simply that my family honest to God I'm the first woman in my family to have ever gone to college so that level of education and understanding that there's other ways of doing things and nobody in the family actually was doing any sort of international travel all that they knew was their family life and all of the traditions that we had before that and so me you know I'm out there I'm like educating I'm, I'm reading different books I'm reading about sociology like you're when you start becoming educated like 
how you view everything is totally different. And I didn't have any backing as to how much giving is too much giving. And I found myself extending myself way beyond financially that I learned and over the years like sharpened a skill set like sleep wise because I was I was working days and nights flip-flopping and sometimes there would be you know I'd be up for 48 hours at a time if I worked a night shift and let's say we had like a bridal shower or a baby shower that was scheduled for the afternoon I wouldn't go to sleep because I didn't want to drop into that deep of a REM sleep, so I would stay awake. And then I'd, you know, drive. I'd be the driver for the bridal shower, go drive wherever my family was, pick up the family, go to the shower, stay for the whole entire duration, drive them back, drive all the way back home, and then I would stay awake because usually I'd have to be at work starting at 7 o'clock at night. So then by the time everything was said and done, I was staying up for like 48 hours at a time. And I was able to do it as a lot of medical professionals are able to do that not that it's good in any way but when you I'm telling you like you just have this uncanny ability to make very very high level executive decisions when you're in that role on very very little sleep because you're trained to do that but once I started physical training for myself I had to learn how to put the kibosh on that and start to sleep because you have to recover and so my coach was very, very strict with me. Nick, you have to sleep. You've got to put yourself... So I had to learn those habits. So for me, like health and fitness, like I learned how to draw the line in the sand, but I was still financially like giving way beyond my means and was always like... I started breaking away from being a full-time nurse for one age, for one organization and did a lot of temporary like agency contract work on the side and there was ebbs and flows based on their the healthcare system's budget and I learned like when they would run out of money and then there wasn't any work and during those times when I was learning that stuff I still was giving from an empty vessel to be sure that my boyfriends had you know nice meals prepared for them and it was I was I was hurting myself in the process because again I did not have a safety net it was and this is me as a single woman I don't know if you experience this if, if you're in a marriage that there was no there was no cushion like and so you can put yourself when you're so other centric and I just I want to be sure that he's well taken care of you can put yourself in a very vulnerable and compromised permission position when you're giving beyond what you should be giving and you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation where in that situation I didn't have a safety net of financial resources I was stripping my bank account in order to ensure that you know this guy that I was dating um, you know had nice meals for himself or you know would come home and and we'd be able to have a nice evening together like and I learned much later on that it's not about how much you can give it's how much can you give without destroying yourself so for me I've had to change my perspective on anything and I'm so grateful to then my business mentors who have come in and have taught me how to change my mentation about resources and one of them has been one of my managers my general managers was teaching me about compensation plans and it's about establishing like your nest egg first for profitability and then how do you create compensation plans for your sales teams that's going to still continue to keep them motivated and incentivized and still keep you in a positive you know positive cash flow positive cash accumulation situation rather than worrying about always paying the employee you still have to you still have to cover your home base and so it that for me that's been a total change because again coming from healthcare and nursing part of the culture it's like a bunch of moms like you're always thinking other people and you're you delay 
you know, taking a break. You, you don't always have time to, to drink water or go to the bathroom for that much. And it's not unique to that. Like you see it in retail, you see it in all different spaces. And when you're doing something new, I just want to assure you that for me to start operating from the opposite side where I wasn't leading with my heart, all the, I shouldn't say that, it's not leading with your heart. It, it wasn't being like the vessel that had a hole in it where you're just like leaking out your resources and you're giving beyond your means without covering your home base. And that's just from like a business operations financial standpoint. But that applies to anything. That applies to, you know, how you nourish yourself or, or you don't or where you're spending your time, your energy. I mean, it could be how much you allow your friends to like complain to you, you know, drown their, their, their sorrows. Like you're listening to their problems nonstop. And until you learn how to put up that, it's like having a bookend on you know a stack of books like you have to have something solid standing behind you so that you don't allow this thing to continue to leak because you're leaking out your resources does that make sense and when you're learning how to do that it can be wildly challenging because you're so out of the habit of just like giving until like you're bleeding out of your eyeballs does that make sense and I want to assure you like I've been there I know what it's like I'm not saying that it's easy but you are able to learn those skill sets and as you learn like it's awkward in the beginning and people will notice like an acute change and even when you try to communicate what you're doing not everybody is going to be listening to understand you they're going to be reacting to changes in how you operate and they will say things about you and there's nothing that you're going to be able to do about it there's going to be times when it hurts your feelings but the the strength teaching here is you cannot allow it to derail what it is that you're doing does that make sense and i know that those words probably sound harsh but in order for you to maintain some element of fluid in your vessel, some nourishment in your vessel, you have to learn how to have that strength of drawing the line in the sand. And from that, that's where, that's where we bring men into the equation. You can learn a lot from, you know, a lot of people will say like men are just selfish, they just think about themselves. But I guarantee you 100%, that's where you can learn those strength tactics right there. You watch how they handle business negotiations. They watch how they handle their time. And not that you're becoming masculine, not that you are becoming obstinate in any way. Like, I feel like you should always have mentors from different genders. Like, men bring a lot to the table. Women who are advanced, you know, farther advanced on your path than you, they lend the feminine aspect of it. Okay, this is how we put it into like women's life. So you have this really, really neat balance. But when you're looking at making strong changes, oftentimes while you see or how you see men making huge changes and huge strides, it's because they have that backing behind them. Like here's the line in the sand. We don't move. And you'll see that, right? When you're dealing with men, like they dig their heels in, we are not advancing. It doesn't matter how great your idea is or what you think that you should be doing. If a man doesn't want to move, he's not going to. And that can be something that you learn how to do despite your current situation. It just, people, you teach people how to treat you. And over time, you will then learn how to have the language skills and the communication skills on how to do it gracefully. It's just awkward in the beginning when you're not used to keeping your vessel full. It's just multiple layers and multiple levels of training new habits. That's all that it is. And since every habit is actually learned, every habit can be unlearned and a new one can be trained and put into place. One that serves you. And ultimately, when we're talking about keeping your vessel full, serves your family to a much higher degree, even though they may not like it in the beginning. <laughs> 
is most of the times when you're dealing with children or even sometimes, you know, husbands in the, in the beginning. They may not like that in the beginning, but over the course of time, you're, you're doing what's honestly in their best interest. Does that make sense? Does that, does that resonate with maybe some of the things that you've been thinking about? Or is it kind of right? Or you're at that point where you're just like, you're like at the resentful point. Like all I do is give and unappreciated and you're like at that end of the spectrum. I see it. I understand it. I still get there from time to time. And I'll tell you how this shows up for me. Maybe this resonates with you. I am a very giving individual and when I find that I know this is how it comes up in my head I'll be totally honest with you when I no longer give a shit about other people that's how it is like I just I'm tired of taking care of people I'm not going to do this anymore all I want to do is just I just leave me the hell alone I want somebody to take care of me for a bit nobody asks me how I'm like as soon as I hear that going on inside of my head it's like automatic timeout for Nicole just like boop, boop. okay something is off here so that's why I developed the anchor leg checklist so that when you get into that point like you have you like it's so simple for you to go immediately nine times out of ten when I get like that I I straight up usually need to eat like this is an issue where it's it's longer than I should have gone without you know eating my meals or if I actually need more calories when I increase my workload I still maintain a very very high level of athleticism operating in business development and creating podcasts and different content and coaching it takes a large amount of energy to supply that and if I don't increase my calorie base it shows up like that just like I'm a miserable person to be around I don't care about anybody else because essentially I'm just angry so that's that's going to be point number one this is the anchor leg checklist the next thing this is going to help you keep your vessel full um, is to ask yourself like am I just like weary am I just tired do I need a nap so if you can start getting in the habit, and I do this in my car sometimes, a 15 minute power nap, no longer than that. Any longer than that, you drop into way too deep of a sleep where you wake up and you start to feel like you're hungover. Just a 15 minute power nap does wonders for you. It, it's so refreshing. You don't feel like, you know how your body just like it aches and it kind of burns when you're overtired. When you wake up from it, like you're a lot clearer and a lot lighter and like that burning sensation like in your eyes and in your body, your skin, it doesn't hurt anymore. So am I tired? Um, the next thing would be like, when is my last conversation with God? Okay, because if it's been a while since you've talked to him, you don't realize how much you, you count on his presence in your life until you're not around it. And it's just like you're not around love anymore and you're not around that reassurance anymore. And it's not because God has moved, it's because we have moved. And so if he feels far away, it's like, guess who moved? It's us. So when was your last conversation with God? So I know that when you're busy, you know, you don't always have three hours of devotional time. Um, you, you're always supposed to pray, you know, in proportion to your current station. That when you just do a quick little check-in and say, hey God, how's your day? Or Lord Jesus, take the wheel <laughs> right now. Like, ah, your kids are driving me crazy. Like, he will be right there for you. You know, he's, he's got a, a very large amount of grace and he, he knows your situation. Um, but working more prayer into your life obviously helps with that. And then, <laughs> when was your last hug? Okay, I'll tell you as a single working woman, having started my own coaching and training company, and even when I was doing just the gluten-free baking part of my business operations before I you know, cut that piece off and just devoted myself to coaching and training, it was, I kid you not, it was sometimes two or three weeks that I would go without a hug. 
I mean, there was periods of time, cash flow, there was none. I was literally stranded in my house. I didn't have money to put in my car to go drive any place. It was bad. And, you know, I didn't want anybody to worry about me. I did not want to complain. I wasn't going to be gossiping. Like, I shut shit down so fast, but obviously was an immense amount of isolation. And there would be two or three weeks at a time where I would go without a hug and it was it was brutal it it took me a long time to figure out like what the hell is the matter with me and it was something deeper than just being lonely it was I humans you need affection and so 